Forgotten Flicks, episode 75. It's the Pee Wee double feature. Kind of Pee Wee's Big Adventure and definitely Big Top Pee Wee, part two. 1985 for the first one, 1988 for the second one. How stupid can one person be? When he certainly seemed broken up about the whole thing. Excuse me, Pee-wee. My lunch dates have arrived. Well, it took four guys to replace you. And what am I supposed to do about Gina? She won't even talk to me. You're lucky. Zsa won't leave me alone. You know, it's kind of ironic, Pee-wee. A couple of good-looking bachelors like you and me having so much girl trouble. Welcome to the Forgotten Flicks Podcast. I'm Joel, joined as always by Pee-wee. Mmm, <laughs> Forgotten Flicksy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, first we're going to talk about tween mud wrestling. Because this movie has it. It wasn't awkward. You'd call that tween? I'd call that like Oh, nine. true. Yeah, what am I saying? Yeah, good point. Can we call that pre-tween? I swear when, the, when I was like, you know, I was, uh, okay, to be fair, in this movie, I was kind of paying attention. <laughs> and, and, like, you know, there were, there were some moments, and then all of a sudden I'd look over at the screen, I'm like, wait, are those little girl, bud, why? It was awkward. It was like the scene in Stripes with John Candy, except those were like, Grown people. Those are grown folks. Uh, Hi, and welcome to the Forgotten Flicks podcast, where you can find more wonderful episodes at ForgottenFlicks.com. Of course, this is our 75th anniversary episode. This is our our diamond, I believe. Is that the 75? I think 75 is diamond. Did you give me a diamond? Um, I did. I'll tell you what. diamond in the rough. Ah, I love it. I love it. I was going to say that you're so uptight that I could shove a lump of coal up your ass and in two uh, weeks, uh, we'd have a diamond. Or a pretty poopy lump of coal. So, either that one. too, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, welcome. Of course, I am Joel. Not just Joel. And <laughs> I'm joined, as always, by the effervescent. <laughs> and even when he's not trying to laugh like Pee-wee, I actually think laughs more like Pee-wee, uh, <laughs> Jason. And we, of course, are, this is part two of our... Um, yeah, um, yes. I know you are, but what am I? <clears throat> Do you really yes. want me to say that? I don't know that they have anything that goes beyond the explicit tag, Jay. <laughs> so I'm going to reserve. Uh, uh, please bite my tongue. Yes. So part this, two. This is part. Holy crap! Wait this, a second. Yes. I thought all summer we were going once every two weeks. We were. We lied. Uh, either that, or we just can't keep our big trap shut, which I think. Yeah. Is the- so yeah <clears throat> yeah we ended up uh yeah, double features are not our specialty no uh, so 
Um, as we just talked about, as you heard last week, we, we covered uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure because at first we were going to, oh, yeah, sure, we'll cover both Pee-wee Herman movies in one episode. Which you would think would be more than possible. <laughs> you really would think that. <laughs> <laughs> like, if somebody um, had said, what would be, because let's see, we've done, we had our two C&D, our, our Cinematic Nostalgia Disorder double features, one featuring, yep, of course, the was- classics. <laughs> Garbage Boat Kids of the Movie and Masters of the Universe, both 1987. And then yep. we did a 1986 C&D, which was rad and thrashing. And thrashing. Um, we did a Superman feature. Oh, with, 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 our, with our buddy Daryl. Daryl Taylor right. from the uh, the Taylor a- Podcast Network. And he did, we did, what, all four of the originals? Yeah. Kind yeah, of, we, well, okay, we touched on four. Touched on four. We hurled, we at least we hurled on four. Yeah. But, um, but we managed to do that one in like under an hour. It was an hour and a half, and that was four movies. But for some reason, <laughs> oh, the first ten episodes—maybe not ten, maybe first. Eight oh, that's episodes. true. Yeah, that was that's right. That was our uh, original intent. We were going to do yeah. two movies, which, by the way, is pretty, I think, typical, <laughs> almost atypical of a lot of movie podcasts where they'll cover multiple movies at once. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> not these guys. <laughs> yeah, no. we can't. Stop talking. So yeah. uh, we have saved uh, this time for the second of our two films. And guess what? Summer bonus. Yeah, you thought you were going to the beach. Shut up. No, you're not. You're staying home. You're yeah, because you couldn't possibly take a podcast to the beach, bitches. That, oh, wait. Yeah, that you... would require some kind of mobile. I know. Movable. I don't know about you, Jay, but I uh, always I always copy these bad boys onto my TDK Mm-hmm. Yeah, buddy, my audio yep. cassettes. I got the and I got the, the I got the nice ones where it's, you can do sixty minutes on on each side. So oh. one of our oh. episodes fills up like two and a half tapes, <laughs> and then then I have my Sony Walkman. Huh? Yep, and yep. I I pop that sucker o- open. You just click click click. I need See, to, I need me, to get that sound effect. Click click. What I usually do is I will put uh, I put it. In my boombox mm. that is on the handlebars. Nice. Much like RJ in No Retreat, No Surrender. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You know, and then and then after you're done with that, you um, sit in your friend's crotch while he does lunge thruster hip <laughs> pushes while you suck on a popsicle all dirty. For those of you who don't know what the hell we're talking about, go back and listen to our No Retreat, No Surrender episode, and, and I it, guarantee you, you will wet yourself. So, Yeah, in more ways than one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so tonight, yeah, uh, I think uh-huh. we're going to talk about a movie. Oh, oh, we are. What movie? Um, I don't know. Is that something to do with Pee Wee? Um, let's find out, shall we? Please. Cool little Paramount Motion Picture. Guess what it's about? <laughs> this film's got everything. Thrills, chills, romance. That's right. It's a sexy love story between me and not one, but count them two beautiful women. <laughs> it's also a buddy picture. Hey, there's one of my co-stars, Vance the Talking Big. Say something, Vance. <laughs> This is a very challenging role for me. I walk, I talk, I crawl on my belly like a reptile. Mr. Herman, ready for you on the set. Beg me. Please, Mr. Herman. Pretty please. 
pretty please. <laughs> Excuse me, won't you? <laughs> Big top, peewee, take one. Big top peewee. <laughs> Hello, I'm JV. You may know me from such podcasts as JV Mail, About 12 Minutes, and the video game Journey Down Chapter 1. The following segment of Forgotten Flicks will contain information so pertinent to the film that, if you have not yet seen it, may ruin your viewing experience. So if you plan to see this film, please consider resuming the episode only after you've viewed the film, which you can find at your local video rental store. We now return you to Forgotten Flicks, already in progress. And unfortunately, we needed a video rental store around here because, let's just hypothetically say, the YouTube version that I tried to watch was missing some pieces. But oddly enough, I was still able to connect the dots. La, 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 la. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. Yeah, you like talk that? about that a little bit tonight because we didn't even really touch on that. In what, our last episode, what, and Pee-wee's that Playhouse? is Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yep. But, it, uh, indeed, we didn't. But I would like to say this movie had not one but two romances for Pee-wee. It had toddler girl mud wrestling. <laughs> it had really Wait. unsettling uh, six-inch wife and the implications of what that. Wait! Wait! Commit, what? Wait! 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 Can I give a synopsis before you get oh, into the sex sorry. talk? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and just in case you're new, we spoiled the hell out of the movie. So, I mean, because God knows Big Top Pee Wee, you've got to go in. It's sort of like the the Usual Suspects or like The Sixth Sense back in the day. Yeah. Um, Psycho, because they wouldn't let people come into Psycho after a certain point because there's a big twist. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. It's sort of like that. Seven? Uh, yeah, yeah. I would say I, I think Seven, the twist. A little uh, predictable? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, it was more that who the killer turned out to be, mainly because Usual Suspects came out at the exact same time, or right around the that's, same time, and that was kind of a neat true. you know, connection. But um, yeah, but no, it was definitely, I think Big Top Pee-wee is one of those movies that the less you know, literally. Yeah. yeah. No, seriously, like the less you know <laughs> in general about life, about human beings, about um, the universe, about yeah, pretty much. movies, pretty about... <laughs> macrame about i don't know so what so the synopsis is oh, pretty easy yeah. for this one mm-hmm. shall i gina when you're done gina <laughs> you is sure it? yeah gina is that the synopsis no no ready yep big top peewee 1988 the synopsis of this is we pick up our boy hero from peewee's big adventure now lives on a farm this story is pretty much uh, Pee Wee Herman, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure with sex, so. <laughs> and a circus. Yes, how sad. It's it's Pee Wee's Big Adventure with circus sex. Is that what you're with saying? Circus sex. Yes, there is some of that. Um, no, no. Actually, this is uh, we pick up with our 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 large man child living on a farm, um, who uh, lives presumably somewhere in the Midwest ish. Still looks like California probably right outside of L.A., but um, lives on a farm now with all these farm animals as his friends, has a girlfriend named Winnie. Cooper? Winnie, like a horse. <laughs> and um, 
Uh, one day, a big storm blows through town, and uh, a circus happens to be traveling through, and the storm destroys uh, their circus tent and their materials and their, their um, big carts and wagons and everything on his farm. So he volunteers to let them set up on his farm to get back on their feet and becomes uh, enamored with the circus as well as uh, the hottest person in the circus, uh, Gina. Chris Christopherson. What? Yeah. Um, you know, he's not bad looking either. Yeah. Uh, you know, no, who, 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 who is the person? Who is the? Valerie Golino. <laughs> Valeria Golino plays Gina uh, Piccolo Popola. <laughs> <laughs> That's just fun to say. It is. Piccolo Popola. Um, I Piccolo so- Popola in my pants. <laughs> So it's uh, the the rest of the movie is really about Pee Wee finding his place in the circus, uh, his love triangle with uh, you heard Gina. that right, people. Pee Wee has a love triangle, a love triangle. Right. Um, the, the I believed s- in the talking pig. <laughs> and the <laughs> side story is uh, he's got this uh, best buddy pig who is his name is Babe. <laughs> no, sorry, <laughs> Gordy. No, no, wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Satchmo, Louis Armstrong. I'll see. Trees of green. Red roses, too. I'm out of tune. That's what whiskey would do. And I say to myself... What a wonderful pickle of yeah. <laughs> God almighty. Wow, I'm actually rather impressed with that. That was, that was oh. <laughs> Okay, I'll be talking for the rest of the show like this. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yes, Vance uh, would be the name of his page. I totally uh, didn't remember that, by the way. That's quite right. Because um, it was just in the trailer, or not the trailer, but the... I wasn't listening to that. Play. Yeah, so um, living on the farm with his uh, talking pig, no, sometimes talking pig, yeah. uh, Vance. Mm-hmm. Um, He's like the frog he... in the old Looney Tunes. Remember the, hello, yeah, my baby, yeah. hello, my honey, hello, my ragtime gal. This one seemed a little more random. This one seemed a little more random. Yeah, I wasn't um, intentionally just trying to screw with Pee Wee. Was yeah, yeah, um, and uh, his side business, which is of course um, hot dog trees, brilliant horticulture, and inventing a hot dog tree. So hmm. uh, the way the story goes is basically Pee Wee in the beginning has a girlfriend named Winnie, going through his normal routine every single day. Old people in the town hating him. He going to <laughs> oh, see yeah. this. They really, actually, that's kind of the most entertaining part. They really hate his ass. <laughs> They hate his ass. Um, all he's trying to do is get up Winnie's skirt. Um, <clears throat> because, yes, from the beginning of this movie, all Pee Wee wants to do is mount Winnie. Because, <laughs> yes, from the very beginning, <laughs> he's trying to do. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so, you know, old folks don't like him. He's living on his farm. It's quite all right. Circus comes through. Hey, something new. And there's Gina. Piccola Pupula. And uh, he falls in love with her. When he sees it, Duh. she gets upset. He tries to figure out what to do. Like, who wouldn't uh-huh. have seen that coming? Seriously? No, of course not. No. I mean, no offense to you know Penelope Ann Miller, but really, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> so, 
Anyhow, that's pretty much the gist of it. I won't give the, the twist at the end away <laughs> yet. Oh, actually, actually, <laughs> actually, I would appreciate it if you would, because I didn't see the end, because that was one of the parts missing. <laughs> <laughs> I will give it away, but I won't give it away yet. So okay. that's basically the synopsis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a couple things I wanted to point out, uh, especially some of the things I wanted to point out, the differences between this and we talked about uh, Big Adventure last time. So Pee-Wee's Big Adventure, you've got some – in my mind, gigantic names involved with this. You've got Tim Burton, the director mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Uh, you've got Phil Hartman as a co-writer, along with Paul Rubens mm-hmm. uh, of Pee-wee's Big Adventure. You've got um, Danny Elfman and does the primary music for for the film. Yep. And um, you've got, as we mentioned, a handful of you know kind of bit actors kind of throughout the way that, that really did a, a great job. Big Top Pee-wee's a little different. Um, directed how, how, by, so, how so? Uh, directed by Randall Kleiser. Um, who actually does have some big names under his belt. So some of the ones that I, I know the most, uh, Blue Lagoon and yes. Honey, I Blew Up the Kids. Nice. So did the sequel to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um, and Grease, you know, the sing-along. Um, so <laughs> oh, You're the one no, that no. I want. You are the one I want. They actually did Grease. Honey. What? Really directed Grease. Oh, he did? Oh, uh, but you know he's got some great titles to his to his name. He did a lot of TV, which, if you look at his, uh, um, uh, who did Pee Wee's Big uh, Pee Wee Playhouse, he had some parts in that as well. So oh, yes, um, that's where we kind of he kind of laps over. So not quite the same director. I'm not saying bad, just not quite the same as Tim Burton. Then you've also got Paul Rubens is back, but George McGrath is the only one back from the original, no Phil Hartman. Um, And Danny Elfman gets credit for this, but only because they use Pee Wee themes Hmm. in the movie, not because there was a big score written originally for this. If you notice, there's a lot of like the classic circus themes written for the the film, which, you know, they're exactly the same as they've been for 100 years. And um, there's a, a couple of other older. And I say older, probably fifties uh, songs. That God, are, that's that are, ancient. Yeah, it's it's old. <laughs> God, yeah, it's near dead. Um, so <laughs> it doesn't have the same soundtrack, and it does have some bigger stars. Now, I say bigger because there are some stars that have done some uh, bigger things related to this, including and most specifically Chris Christopherson, um, who is probably a bigger name than most people in Big Adventure. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, yeah, Hollywood-wise, I'd say he's probably bigger. I mean, Elvira was big, but I'd say Chris Christopher. <laughs> oh, you weren't being ironic. <laughs> no, she was big, too, uh, also. Um, and then Valeria Golina, who played Gina. I mean, she's... <laughs> That's just, I'm pretty much just going to do that every time you say that name. Oh, my God. So, um, it to me... Okay, I'm just going to jump right into this. Do it. I remember... As we talked about in the last episode, I was a huge fan of Pee Wee, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Of course you were. I was. I want you to know, as your friend, I support you coming out on the show. (laughs) Oh, you meant the character, my bad. Damn it. I'm a big, not of Pee Wee in general. Oh, Um, damn it. I'm sorry, man. I I know, I know you were waiting. Go ahead. It'll, it'll be soon. Okay. It'll be soon. Okay. I love the first movie. It became a big part of my family. I talked about that. And so when this film came out in 1988... I was so excited. It's a sequel to the original. It was. It really isn't, though. 
but that's what it was billed as because you, if you listen to the trailer and if you go out on YouTube and watch the trailer for Big Dot Peewee, it's basically playing on all the themes that made Peewee's Big Adventure popular and, ex- and funny and like his stick, right? Yeah, but it doesn't really continue the storyline, so it's by no, definition it, not a sequel. Well, yeah, I guess they don't really connect the stories, but it is definitely or the, the universe. Next- like that's the other thing. When the hell is this taking place? <laughs> is it like 1942? I'll get to that. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. In my mind, as a kid, because yeah, I was a kid when this came out. Oh, and by kid, he means twenty-eight. Shut up. So, <laughs> so when this came out, I was excited, and we, I went to see it with my with my dad. My uncle went to see this. Yeah, Pee Wee. Uh, and I remember thinking, yeah. <laughs> and so I haven't watched it in a really long time. So when I rewatched it for the episode here, I thought, okay, I'm going to go into a blank. I loved Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I've rewatched it a bunch. I re- when I rewatched it for the episode, I still liked it. It was great. Maybe there was something about when I saw this when it came out that tainted me, something else going on. Um, I think the biggest thing for me with this film, it wasn't awful. It wasn't, you know, oh, my God, do not watch this because – I would give that anything below a five rating in my book, five, one to ten. Okay. Um, I'd say this is a solid five. There were a lot of things wrong with this film, but the biggest thing for me was, as we mentioned in the last show, Pee-wee's Big Adventure was like – it was like he was in a fantasy world. Yes. It's like he was in a dream. He was in his own world. Yes. And, and reality didn't work the same way it normally does, and there's lots of examples of that. Tim Burton did a great job of kind of – showing some of those things and uh, uh you know we've got the scene where he the car goes off the cliff and they and peewee pulls the, the mm-hmm. button and the convertible top comes up and acts like a parachute yeah all of those things it makes it feel like it's this really funny weird quirky world that he lives in big top peewee took you completely out of that and my best example of that is the opening to this movie the opening to the film is he wakes up on a farm, walks into the bathroom, and the camera angle doesn't change. He literally gets out of bed. You see him kind of walk into the bathroom. You barely see him in the bathroom. He kind of eh, cleans up, gets ready. He's half awake, comes out, talks to his pig who's sleeping in the bed with him. Nothing well, usually, usually, there. Yeah, usually when I <laughs> wake up in the morning, I talk, I talk, I, you know, look down to my pants. Talk to and, your pig? In my yeah. pants. What? Yeah, what? Hey, there it is. <laughs> Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. Rise so, and shine. Oh, wait, I'm already up. <laughs> and and so the whole the whole fantasy element that started with Pee-wee's Big Adventure was when he wakes up in his house. And so it was they were trying to parallel the fact that the movie begins with him waking up, but they lost all the magic that was in the beginning of Big Adventure. So it's actually hilarious you say that because did you watch? There was a um, on YouTube they had an old uh, Siskel and Ebert. Oh no, I didn't. About I didn't. and it was them covering this movie. That's exact. You're Siskel because that's exactly what he said. Yeah, I mean, there's just no fantasy to it. Yeah, like, that, that, that up, what made like the original. Sad... Yeah, and even when okay, so and he's kind of a, even... like he was always wonky in the in Big Adventure, and he was kind of like at moments like kind of a bratty kid, but he was kind of like a douche on purpose. It's it felt like in a few of the like you kind of got why some of the old farts in the neighborhood didn't like him. Yes, well, and in the first one, it was just because he was this. He was quirky, weird. He was funny. a quirky, yeah, weird just kid. Yeah, eccentric. Yeah, and the neighbors liked him. And this one, and, he's know. kind of a narcissistic um, asshole. In parts, I thought. 
Like in this just, one? Yeah, like he's just very like yes. like a spoiled yeah, kid just, that just yeah, like get out of my way. Yeah. Like they kind of took him out of this one a little yeah. bit. Now, so that was kind of the one thing that mainly sucked it out for me. And there were points, there were definitely points to me that I laughed. Definitely points to this that I really thought were funny uh, because there were twists on really? some of the. What part did you um, think was funny? Well, there were, I think there were parts that was funny that he's just kind of that pratfall comedian. Uh, parts that I thought Paul Rubens was was comical in this. The biggest thing that took me out of this, aside from the fantasy piece, mm-hmm. was Pee Wee. Gina. <sighs> no, it was the whole element that they tried to make him in a love triangle. That they tried to make him in love at all. Well, yeah, because you that think about Pee Wee. Yeah, Pee Wee's big adventure, like the whole thing with Dottie. Like, you know, she's constantly coming on to him, and he's like, like he gets it. He gets. He can tell that she's. Well, he's not oblivious to her attraction, but he just doesn't want any part of it. Well, just like a ten-year-old boy mm-hmm. would feel the same about a girl. Ew, girls. Mm-hmm. That's the way. In the first one, he yes. was reacting to Dottie, and this one. It's like suddenly he's this horn dog because twice he tries to jump on Winnie mm-hmm. uh, when when they're on the the uh, the um, uh, picnic sheet, yep. and then of course when Gina comes along, he has the longest kiss in movie in film history, longest continuous kiss in that film was, history. That wasn't that wasn't in a porno. Oh wait, they don't kiss. Never mind. <laughs> right, <laughs> no kissing there. <laughs> um, and uh, of course there's. There is lots of sexual innuendo in this. Oh, can you real quick explain to me the part where he and Gina were alone in the wagon and they like kind of laid down the bed together? Then all of a sudden you cut to like a train going in and out of a tunnel and I think geysers bursting. The tunnel was supposed to be related to circus because circus trains. Oh, and then fireworks because at the end of a circus they shoot fireworks off. That's okay. Then what about the geyser though? Well, oh, um, you know what? Wait, wait, wait! Didn't a lot of trains go through Texas? Oh, yeah, the Badlands. Oh, okay. Never mind, it made uh, sense and, now. And I think his first kiss was right by a big waterfall, so maybe they were connecting the water. Got it. Yeah, because that, all that, the montage of all that stuff together, it was just very weird, like, very avant-garde. that went up? The, the rocket oh, that came the, the, Yeah, it was really weird. It was a really, really long rocket. And what like, about that big warrior that was standing there with the purple helmet on? Yeah. Um, I don't remember what that connected to, but, you know. Are you so, sure that wasn't something you were dreaming? What? What? <laughs> yes, there was lots of sex in this. Um, <laughs> now, I will say there were some stretches uh, uh, that went beyond even my belief, which I know is hard uh, to say. I think that uh, Valeria Galina, Galino uh, is still, at least from the images I've seen, because I don't personally know her. I wish I did. Uh, still looks very nice. Um, I think she's very pretty in this movie. I think she's hot. Yes. Uh, I think she's just very hot in this. She was good in Rain Man, and she's been... Uh, hot shots. Hot shots, yes, of course. <laughs> um, but the fact that they make like him look down at her chest in a twinkle... Yeah, no. Yeah, she's no. Not, she's not really built. Yeah, it doesn't matter, that. dude. She's got... It's still rock and bod. Uh, rock and bod, but, you know... You do that kind of a gag with a little twinkle between cleavage when there's cleavage. Okay, first off, it's it doesn't matter, damn it, she's hot. And secondly, <laughs> and secondly, and secondly, that's where you that's where you lose the 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 suspension of disbelief, really? No, no, there's plenty of places before that. That just happens to be one of them. <laughs> How about just the fact um she would be into Pee-wee? Let's just start there. Yeah, that's kind of weird. And 
okay, so let's let's shift gears for here for a minute. Okay, we're gonna go away from Pee Wee for a second. I got two other sexual things that kind of feed throughout this movie, at least in small parts. Um, number one, Winnie. Yeah. Winnie, who kind of kicks off Pee Wee and says, <laughs> "Get off me, Pee Wee! No, no sex in front of the children at the schoolhouse." Well, I mean, um, she does have her line. <laughs> but I will marry four acrobats from the circus. The that is going to be one messy honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. She basically decides at the end, and uh, the end of the movie is a musical montage. It's basically the circus. Um, that part I did com- see because somebody had that clip on YouTube. I had to like, oh, okay. I had to piece clips together. <laughs> so the whole thing is that the old detective people are trying to finish the movie. <laughs> detective work. Yeah. The whole the old people are trying to stop the circus because they're portrayed as fuddy duddies. Although really, to your point, Pee Wee's kind of a douche to them in many <laughs> places. Um, I just want my cheese sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Um. So <laughs> not you, Paul. I mean Pee Wee in that part. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> But then, you know, the old people at the end, of course, the twist, which I'm going to give away now, is that – correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I'm going to give my, my commentary here. Pee-wee has sex with Gina in the wagon, mm-hmm. wakes up the next morning, dresses in Gina's da- dead dad's old uniform that – That presumably- would only be creepy if they had sex while he was wearing her dead dad's uniform. Well, presumably he died in it because she said he died doing the stunt. Well, that in the smell. All the pictures showed him wearing that uniform. Or yeah. Get up. He wakes up the next morning after having sex with Gina and goes to his greenhouse where his hot dog tree is and just kind of flippantly mixes chemicals and accidentally shrinks his wieners Oh, now we have cocktail wieners. Size. That's yes. okay, Pee Wee. <laughs> That'll hurt far less. And then feeds the cocktail wieners to the old people, which turns them into children. And the children all come to the circus, <laughs> which has now turned into the American farm circus theme. Yeah, see, I so missed that part. I didn't see them feeding the. Uh... The yeah, so he wieners. goes in and says, because they basically came and the sheriff said, "We're shutting this. We're arresting Pee Wee for attempted murder because the hippo was behind the old lady, and we'll drop the charges if the the circus leaves town." So Chris Christopherson yeah, says, "Yep, yep, we quit." So then Pee Wee goes to the general store in the 1930s, <laughs> yeah. time period this is, uh, and <laughs> says, "You were all right. I'm very sorry." I brought cocktail wieners. Everyone eat one. And, of course, they all eat one and shrink to children, and they all come to the circus, and that's when the music So it's basically starts. the kick-the-can episode of Twilight Zone, the movie directed by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> yes, very good. Basically, Pee-wee is Scatman uh, Crothers. <laughs> and what happens to all those children? Like, who's going to take care Who of them? Who sounds a little like this? <laughs> Extra sex Pee-wee? Or his big fat pig that sleeps with him and, you know, None of the. I'm talking an actual pig here. Um, who's going to take care of those kids? Yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> so at the very end, Pee Wee's all this time been searching for his act and several times tries to find a different act. And guess what? He really, despite what you see in the trailer, 
doesn't actually shoot himself out of a cannon. I was very disappointed at. <clears throat> um, he pours the chemical down the front of his pants. <laughs> has the reverse effect. Um, no, they call him dry pod. Is, his big act is he walks a tightrope, and then all of his farm animals walk behind him. That goes, is chicken, amazing. Goat, cow, and wow. a horse all walk behind him, and, and it's just. Um, you know, and it's it's just it's amazing. That's that's amazing that that even happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying to sound like I care. I know you don't. Okay. Um, and in that final part is when Winnie says uh, that the Bikula Pupula brothers tried to woo her and she couldn't choose, so she chose he, she chose all four and she shows her finger. That, with by the way, just so we're clear, four ones. On. T- that's totally possible. Uh, I, you know, if you're a Mormon in the 1820s, no, that's not <laughs> what I was getting at. I meant it Whoa! once. Hey Now, granted, she better have some damn good head eye co- I mean hand eye coordination. <laughs> Just go to YouTube folks and look up the <laughs> look Well, up be careful what you look up. The shake weight commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you see how she practices for it. Um <clears throat> so yes. Uh, don't let your kids watch this one. Uh, do let your kids watch Big Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> yeah, mainly because, well, really, it, seriously, it, it's funny that this movie, If you, you made a comment that it didn't have a lot of big names in it, and at the time, several of them weren't. But did you well, catch a couple? now, yeah. Yeah, did you catch a couple of the cameos? <clears throat> well, Frances Bay, I know, is one of the old ladies. Uh, um, that, she's I have no idea who that is. <laughs> That's not one of the ones I was thinking. Oh, okay. Well, she was one of the old ladies that was in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I recognize. Okay, you t- I think I know which one you're talking about. The one who uh, the hippo comes up behind. Yes, that yeah. she was trying to. Yeah, it was. Um, Wasn't she uh, um, uh, Happy Gilmore's grandma? Yes, that okay. was. I was going to say yeah. she was in Happy Gilmore. She was in. That Ben Stiller um, so- keeps standing behind her and does, or yeah. standing behind Happy and does the like. I'm going to cut in his throat move. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but she's been around for. I mean, she's done a lot of a ton of movies. She's been around for a long time, obviously. But yeah. Uh, Chris Christopherson, we talked about. Of we also talked about Susan uh, Tyrell. Um, mm-hmm. She was Midge, and she was the other kind of sexual innuendo in this. Yeah, because she's uh, like, she, what, about six she, inches high? I wouldn't even give you six inches. I would say she whoa, was whoa, like. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Three inches? I will get the ruler. What? Yeah, it doesn't count from the underneath. It's from the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You laugh because you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> We're talking about measuring Midge. Ladies, if you don't know what I'm talking about, ask your husband or significant male other. Um, They'll play but she, stupid. As, as we pointed out, not to bring the mood down, she was also in Forbidden Zone, which okay. we talked about. Mm-hmm. Was um, um, uh, Danny Elfman's, one of his first uh, films yep. he did before. It was directed by his brother, Richard. Um, she was in that as well um, and sadly passed away in... Uh, June of this this uh, this past year, um, but was also in Powder and uh, you know a couple other films in a uh, bunch of other films in the eighties, um, Liar's Moon. Uh, she was in The Killers, so uh, she played Midge, and Midge was supposed to be like this miniature woman, literally like miniature miniature. Like, yeah, like not like dwarf or uh, some not Lilliputian. This this no. Would, well, actually, she would have been more Lilliputian probably. 
Yes, I would say more like Lilliput, not like yeah. uh, the Munchkins and yeah, Oz, yeah, that's what know? I yeah, not, not Munchkin, more uh, Lilliputian. That would definitely yes, be she was I, I guess supposed to be like three inches tall ish. Yeah, and she was married to Chris Christopherson, who was a full size man. Full size, we assume. I've never seen, but you know, hey, who am I to judge? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I never uh, went in the locker room and took a piece. There are several times when she kind of makes like kind of sexual innuendo to him about I didn't stop us, did it, big boy? And he's like, No, it didn't, darling. I'm and I'm thinking, thinking, so what how does that what? work exactly? Does he just like stretch out the front of his pants, drop her inside, and just walk around for the day? Is she like his own human pocket rocket? I think so, because at one point when he's talking to Pee Wee about his love problems and he's saying, follow your heart, and, you know, I know somebody who did the same thing. It was me, and people told us, Mitch. And then he kind of just opens his jacket and said, isn't that right, baby? And she's in his pocket. She's like, you know it, darling. I'm like, so does he always keep her in a pocket? (laughs) Well, yes, especially the ones he has little holes cut in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was just weird. Now, I think the one thing that would have made it weirder and and slightly better and probably more in line with the uh, with Big Adventure would have been if they had a full size baby. Because <laughs> we would have just spent the whole movie going, "Huh? How the yes. hell did that work?" <laughs> yes, um, <coughs> yes, but there were other big names in this, including the Dog Boy. Oh yes, I actually thought that, that was, was who. Uh, yes, but here's what's weird: when I saw the guys, like that looks just like I was like, "No, I did the same thing." Because when I first saw it, of course, he, I don't think he had any notoriety or close to none. No, when it came this, this, this had to be one of his earliest pictures. This had to be one of his first. And I watched it and I thought, that looks kind of like – and then I looked it up. I cheated. And holy crap, the dog boy on – Which in is the fitting circus. considering one of the last movies he was in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He was Duke, and anytime something bad happens, he barked, and he, of course, had the big mutton chops and beard to make him look more like a dog. Benicio Del Toro yep, uh, actually played the uh, Duke the Dog Face Boy in Big Top Pee-Wee. Yeah, this was one of his first movies because he was in Shell Game, which is a TV show, I guess, from 87, an episode of Miami Vice where he played Pito, and <laughs> private, an episode of Private Eye. They're watching you. <laughs> so, and then and then and then his big break oh, and then he was in a um james bond movie he was in license to kill the following year i didn't know that ah nope i didn't know that one either nice um and of course also you had uh, a connection to the terminator you had the guy that played the strong man uh was uh franco colombo who was also a very famous strong man and uh uh um mentor of Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, in yeah. bodybuilding, Franco Colombo. Of course, he's the guy that you usually see in the back of comic books making the big muscle pose and gotcha. turn a 90-pound weakling. He was in Terminator and Conan and Running Man and uh, a couple other films. But uh, so, yeah. um, Do you have IMDb open by chance? Um, I can get it open. Okay. I'm just going to, while you're opening it, there's somebody else I want to mention, Kenneth Toby. Who played the sheriff? Did you recognize him? Uh, he looked familiar. I didn't look him up, but specifically I did. referencing the movies we've talked about on the show and everything, Gremlins. He was the gas station attendant that ran Peltzer. Really? Uh, the, the, the smoking the cigarettes. He's like the, oh, the right, smokeless right. ashtray. Right. Okay, Wait. but here's the key with him. He was actually in the original uh, Howard Hawks, uh, the thing from another uh, world. 
Oh, really? Yes, he was the the big the hero of that picture. Yeah, I needed some other movies, uh, westerns and whatnot. So, Uh yeah, which is why Dante used him because Dante, obviously being a huge you know sci-fi buff, and uh, but I thought that's kind of cool. They had him in there. Um, Are you are you looking at the cast yet? I got it up now. Okay, I I pulled it up now. Okay, you got it up now. Good for you. Amid will be happy. Um, (laughs) uh, Hopefully, she won't trip over it. Oh, whoa! I doubt it. Jump right over it. That's all right, honey. Just enjoy the shade. Okay. Um, if you look at yeah, find Kenneth Toby and then just read the person under him uh, their character name, and tell me if you find that odd. Kenneth Toby. Yeah, you find Kenneth Toby in the um, filmography. Jay Robinson. Yeah. Um, who played cock? <laughs> um. I don't actually remember somebody named <laughs> Cock in this movie. Do you remember anybody named Cock in this movie? No. Was there somebody with that name? Do you remember? I, I'm pretty. Um, I'm pretty sure though he was the one that uh, Midge and Gina and Winnie and everybody else was hanging out with, including the strongman, which was interesting. I didn't. I didn't see that coming. Uh, yeah. Wow. Do you remember someone? Anybody <laughs> named? Cock? I don't. In this film? <laughs> no, I'm like reading that. I'm like, what? Is there any way that cock even relates to this film? I think that's kind of out of character. <laughs> I'm actually a little surprised that there's I anybody named don't know. Oh, cock. My. Yeah. It says it right C-O-C-K there. C-O-C-K. And this... I'm assuming we, they mean rooster? Oh, there was a rooster. There, there was. was a rooster. Did they call him the cock? Beginning, they call... Um, I don't recall Pee-wee saying cock. Come here, cock. <laughs> God, where's <laughs> cock? Where's cock when you need him? Um, maybe Vance. Yeah. Oh, where's yeah, hold on. Cock? Hey, hey, where's hey cock? Pee-wee. Hey, Pee-wee, where's cock? I can never get cock when I need him. <laughs> I need, I see cocks of green. <laughs> oh. Red roof. Some antibiotics to clear that up. <laughs> Hit it with a hammer. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, did you catch who Snowball the Clown was? Uh, no, I didn't look that one up. Who is it? Terrence Mann. Does that ring a bell? Really? Do you remember Yeah, he was in Critters. He yep. was the guy that I thought looked just like Mick Jagger. Which is really good that I glanced at that before I started talking, because for some reason, in my head, I had him as Terrence Stamp, because I was thinking, why the hell was he in Big Top Peewee? Wasn't he like... Stamp. <laughs> yeah, Terrence Stamp. is like, um, he's a really big, like, talented actor. Why would he... Why was he big... Oh, wait. No, he's the guy that when I, when we did Critters, yeah, yeah. I talked about, I thought he looked like Mick Jagger and... Because he did. Because uh, he had that long hair, just like, you know, yeah. Kind of and cr- and interestingly, cr- did you catch who uh, Big John, not to be confused with cock, <laughs> was played by? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> big cock? What? <laughs> no, Big John Slade. I mean, Big John cock. Big, big John. Yes. Did you catch who that was? <laughs> Who played Big yes, John? Yes, I actually did, and I knew he was in this one. Uh, I didn't know that. I, as soon as I saw the guy, I was like, I bet you that's Predator. Yeah. <laughs> Slash it's Harry guy, from Harry and Henderson. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the the people that we, uh, you know, there, there are a number of folks that we love as actors that we tend to forget about, especially in the 80s, 
that were fantastic um, faceless characters. And we talk about the guy who played Chewbacca, who was Peter Mayhew. Yep, Peter Mayhew, who I met. Um, well, I guess said hi to and shook his hand. If you count that as meeting, but um, Peter Mayhew. You talk about um, um, uh, Kevin Peter Hall, who played Predator. Uh, you know, they've got a couple of characters who never really got to be famous in uh, for their face. Yeah. But they played amazing characters, and they did a fantastic job at it. But, yes, he played Big John. He was the kind of, I guess, supposed to be the tall man. He wasn't the strong man. He was just kind of the guy that helped put up the tent and did all the other stuff around. But uh, um, he was also in Harry and the Hendersons. He played Harry, uh, the, the Bigfoot guy. So he was another one of those faceless great actors, but um, did a fantastic job in this one. He was kind of funny. Did you, did you see sadly how he passed away in did, did you see how he died? No, I didn't even look it up. Oh my god, that sucks. What? Then here and ready. Welcome in Debbie Downer. <sighs> he was in a uh, of course I am reading this on IMDb. I always have to have the caveat. He was in a major car accident in LA during surgery from his critical wounds. He received contaminated blood transfusion and died shortly thereafter from AIDS. How effing bad does that suck? That's, yeah. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. <laughs> Good night, folks. That's the end. Uh, Aren't you glad we are doing this every two weeks? <laughs> oh, my God. That, oh. I actually think we've talked about him before. I think we've actually mentioned that the fact that um, that happened to him. Well, I, I think, think we, no, we mentioned him. that he had died, but I don't think I knew no, that. No, I think we actually talked about that before. Um I don't remember what movie it was, but I think we've actually mentioned him. Well, maybe Predator? No. We didn't cover Predator, No, did but we? I think we've talked about Predator. Yeah, but we didn't cover it. Anyway, I, I don't know. I, I seem like we, it seems like we've mentioned him before and that tragedy, but anyway. So I'd say um, maybe time for going into our pick. Pick what? Pick, My notes? Um, Your Vance? Cock? My cock? And, of course, that music courtesy of Hammond, our boy Hammond, <laughs> and Cock. <laughs> who did just, not play Cock. Who did not. Although, who knows? I mean, you know, I've never met him in person. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's the thing, son. Is it considered explicit and requiring the explicit tag if we're just referring to someone's name that's listed on IMDb? Um, no, because uh, if it was, then we would have been have to have the explicit tag for deep Roy. Mm, well, we did actually, because of a bunch of other things we said, <laughs> maybe, Oh, maybe that's who played cock. Wouldn't that be awesome? Cock played by deep Roy. <laughs> 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 that would be fan. The, the universe could end the Mayans. The prophecy <laughs> could be true because honestly, that would be too perfect. <laughs> There's nothing that could top it. That would that would be the ending of Lost. That would be like, oh, it all came together perfect. Oh, it's Deep Roy as cock in Big Top Pee Wee. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh. And, and, and in Big Top Pee Wee, no less. Yes, of course. <laughs> oh, my God. I would love that. Because <clears throat> it would be Jack that figured it out. So Yep. He'd walk in and go, what the hell? <laughs> this is what was at the island? Is it the yeah. core? Not just a stupid cork? 
It was a little guy oh. named Deep Roy playing the part of cock and picked up Pee Wee. <laughs> and then that, that <laughs> hit and <laughs> lost. We'd just be done. Oh, yeah. So this week, I'm going to go first. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, I do. I actually please. have a connection to the movie, unlike you from last week. Uh, hey, hey, I did. I just forgot to mention it was the writer. <laughs> oh, wait, the writer of Big Top Pee Wee was? No. Um, I don't know that. Uh, I know I mean, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Pee Wee's Big Adventure was Paul Rubens, Phil Hartman, but also uh, was it Michael Varhall? Yes. Yeah, and he also he wrote the uh, the other movie that I mentioned, which <laughs> I <can't... laughs> no goddamn. What I can't remember what it was. <laughs> the big picture. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. That's the ticket. Kevin Bacon. Yes. He was trying to sell the story. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm sure that movie exists. You... <laughs> <laughs> so my turn. I actually went with another Paul Rubens movie that we've talked about, I, I think we mentioned in the past, and it was one of those that um, we – it's a subtlety. Paul Rubens is a character in it, but it's one of those you don't really remember Paul Rubens for. And I want to – before I talk about the movie, I want to talk about something real quick because uh, I'm a Disney file, as you know, and I go to um, the parks. Do you have to be on some kind of registry for that? Uh, I am. I am. And um, I have to <laughs> – Disneyfile.com. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, Which I'm I found sure it's a website. Disneyfile.com. <laughs> you can't go over to the to go over to his house anymore. <laughs> he might put Mickey ears on your head. <laughs> I want to talk about Deep Roy. <laughs> Make me watch Big Top Pee Wee. <laughs> oh, good news! Disneyfile.com does not exist. So. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, what I wanted to mention is for those of you who are fans of Star Tours, the ride that was at Disneyland or Walt Disney World. And by fancy means you don't think it absolutely sucks. Um, if you rode on it, there was this. <laughs> that's, that's how you're a fan. If you've ridden on it. And, and you're, of it. course, a fan. Shut up. Or, and liked it. <laughs> <laughs> How do we define fan for Star Tours? Have you ridden it? Uh, yes, I have. You're a fan. You're a fan. Congratulations. <laughs> well, I really wasn't. Uh, uh, no. You wrote it, sir. <laughs> you stood in that heat, and you stood in that goddamn line um, for three and a half line. hours. You're a fan. Um, sorry, did sorry. I mention that I actually saw George Lucas and his son ride Star Tours? I was working there. And... So you saw his son and a neck? No, no. His <laughs> His son... Was like twelve and towered over him because George. Was no, I said like, you saw his son and a neck. <laughs> basically, <laughs> that would be at I guess Deep Roy level. So I don't know. Okay, um, but no, uh, the original Star Tours ride uh, featured Paul Rubens as the voice of the droid, oh. and uh, he actually I mean, they didn't bill it as that. It Please wasn't tell on me your pick is not going to be the Star Tours ride. No, my pick is not going to be the Star okay. Tours. Okay, but very similar. <laughs> It's Flight of the Navigator from 1986. Which I think you've picked before. I may have, but I picked this for different reasons. So kiss <laughs> my deep Roy. Um, <laughs> Paul Rubens plays Max. And basically the idea of this story is it's from 1986. And uh, a alien craft crashes. And it's kind of a pro-droid, if mm. you will. Uh, it's a robot-driven ship that's collecting samples from around the universe and can travel through time. And he crashes and is damaged, and he picks up a young boy. Um, 
Wow, this is just sounding better and better, man. Keep explaining it the way you're explaining it. I'm, I'm I'm getting the domain DisneyFile.com as we speak, and just so I can put you and this audio clip on Except it. David, uh, probably about a 13 year old kid who gets inside the ship, and because the ship is damaged, he needs some kind of consciousness to mimic or to dig into the boy's brain to kind of copy and he becomes kind of this uh almost preteen boyish caricature robot and before that the droid was just a very robotic no emotion after he copies the boy's brain and takes it on as his consciousness he becomes this quirky peewee herman like character and Mm. he and david kind of travel through what looks like a wormhole and it's into the future and the ship lands and of course it's 20 years in the future and what happens is the boy i guess it's not 20 it's like 10 years in the future but um he comes out and he sees his parents are old and they've thought he was abducted or missing for all this time and um it's actually a really decent movie at least i recall it being a decent movie um from the from the mid 80s and i saw it as i think as late as 1992 um, but it's another one that Paul Rubens didn't get a major credit for. Well, he didn't even he go. Was, he wasn't. He wasn't even billed as Paul Rubens, right? Yeah, it was Paul Mall actually. <laughs> like the cigarettes. Like the cigarettes. Yeah, exactly. But um, he was. He was the. I mean, second biggest character in this, and of course, it had some big names in it: Cliff Young, Veronica Cartwright, Sarah Jessica Parker was in it. Um, so um, it it had some good big names, but he didn't get a big top billing at the time. Uh, for the character in it, but it was a decent one, and it's one I'd like to rewatch again. I haven't seen it in a long time, but um, it it was a good one to remember it. Decently put together, and and Paul Rubens played a good part as the voice of the robot. So, Flight of the Navigator, nineteen eighty six. Very nice, my friend. Well, my pick, it was a toss up. I was I I, I was going to go with a uh, Valeria Golino picture, but most of them I couldn't oh. pronounce. With a sparkle on her cleavage. Yes. Uh, oh, man. No, it, no I, I have to say that, though, nothing else, if nothing else, if I was blind and a woman spoke, whispered in my ear with that accent. And her, oh, yeah, her vo- voice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And even when she was mad and yelling, oh, I yeah. assume, like how, crazy. You know, throwing things out the window. Oh, baby. Yep. <laughs> I think, yeah, I would just do things to piss her off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know you told me to take out the, but I didn't want to. The game is on. She's going to get mad. She's going to get mad. Giggity, giggity. So, yes, my pick, though, I ended up going with one from Miss Penelope Ann Miller. Initially, I was going to go with the low-hanging fruit and say Kindergarten Cop. Because, you know what? Screw you, people. I like Kindergarten Cop. (laughs) Second. I actually do like that one, too. Yeah. Second. Yeah. Yeah. Girls have vaginas and boys have cock. Oh, wait. No, he doesn't say that. <laughs> um, then my number two choice was going to be The Freshman. Do you like, by the way, how I'm kind of slowly like putting out these? Building up in, to it. Anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, with Matthew Broderick and Marlon Brando, yep. Bruno Kirby. and also had Penelope Ann Miller in it. That was a good one. But I ended up, as I was scrolling through, looking for you know movies, oftentimes I'll find ones I want to make a pick that I have only the faintest memory of. I know I saw him. I remember when it came out. I remember reading about it in Fangoria because it had a lot of special effects. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm picking this one just because it's a truly forgotten flick. It is Witch Hunt from 1994, an HBO movie. Now, what makes this one interesting for a number of reasons? 
Number one, it starred Dennis Hopper. Okay. It takes place in the 50s in Hollywood, in Tinseltown. And it's a universe where magic is used by everyone. Okay. He plays a detective named H. Philip Lovecraft. H. P. Lovecraft. Oh, you get it? You get it? Uh-huh. 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 And according to the description in IMDb, because honestly, again, the trailer gives you nothing, and I can't find this anywhere. I have to go on Amazon and buy a VHS copy of it if I want it. It, he, he, as I recall, and what it says in IMDb seems to match up with my memory, which was he is he doesn't use magic. He's against it, and he's investigating a murder involving it. Um, some exec or somebody, uh, some big muckety muck is, is shrunk down using magic, and the Doberman tears him apart. But there's all sorts of weird, uh, you know, just special cool special effects, practical stuff. Some early, you know, kind of visual effects stuff because it's the early '90s when they were starting. You know, after Jurassic Park had come out and. Right, right. They're starting to do more and more of that. Penelope Ann Miller is in it. She kind of plays the mall, you know, the the the, the wife who I guess is accused of the murder and, and all that kind of stuff. But interestingly, it was directed by Paul Schrader, which I did not know until I looked it up. Paul Schrader is the guy who wrote Taxi Driver. Yeah. Yeah, he wrote and directed, like, uh, more recently, Autofocus. Um, he did, Raging he, Bull, too, didn't yeah, he? I don't think he wrote Raging Bull. I could be wrong on that, but I don't think he did. Uh, but he definitely did Taxi Driver. It's one of my favorites. Um, yeah. And you've done a lot of movies. Most of his movies are very dark. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's sort yeah. of these twisted soul kind of movies. Um, and I guess to some degree, and he didn't really write this, but. Oh, yeah. He did the screenplay for Raging Bull. Did he really? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I had no recollection. Um, but I just thought it was interesting that Paul Schrader directed this movie. And he's, you know, a relative, at least still among, you know, film geek types. Uh, he, he's He's known. So I just thought it was kind of interesting to to come across this movie from 1994 you yeah. know involving magic cool practical effects and uh penelope Plus, anything with dennis hopper, hopper yeah it's dennis hopper playing you know h philip lovecraft detective <laughs> and it's somebody described it on imdb as like who framed roger rabbit without the tunes like it's okay. got that vibe that feel yeah, yeah that kind of yeah. weird otherworldly universe vibe you know so yeah check Have it you out ever we- seen any of the uh dresden files I'm familiar with it. I've never seen it. I I hear that's kind of a similar type of thing mm. for a TV show, and then of course it was a book series that um, my wife is big into. But it's that same kind of thing—a detective where there's magic in the world and that type of thing. But cool. I like Dennis Hopper, so I'd watch this just for him. Cool. All right. So Witch Hunt, 1994. Check it out. So Jay, would you like to? Um... Well, first let's say thank you. Let's let's be grateful today. For once in your ungrateful life. Yeah, I, I'm generally an, uh, an ingrate. Well, uh, yes, true. Um, I hate all of you, so please. By all of you, he means me, because really, he knows I'm <laughs> the only one listening. And even then, I'm barely doing that. No, God, I, I got a handful of thank yous. For, number one, I want to thank uh, uh, Kevin Spencer uh, for the amazing show art this week and every week uh, that he's been with us. It's incredible. We've got a great Pee Wee Herman double feature uh, show art that's now up on our Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll be pimping that out for the next couple of weeks because we're going to put that same show art out for both this episode and the one before. Yes, Um, Kevin, that means you don't have to do some extra art because we decided to get cute. The week off. God God, damn. Lazy ass. Pay him all that damn money. Whatever. So he's going to be at Monster Mania in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Uh, be sure and check out Monster Mania in New Jersey. Uh, he's going to have an entire booth there. And I got to tell you, I've seen some of his artwork that he's bringing, not only prints, but some original stuff. And it looks 
fan freaking tastic. So if you're going to be anywhere in the New uh, New Jersey area or Northeast, uh, check him out. Um, secondly, yes. I'd like to thank JV for a fantastic and uh, uh, entertaining spoiler alert. As always, even if we recycle the same one, because yeah, well, actually, fun. I have four different versions. Mm, that one was funny. I like the little British. You are a well, he does, yeah. He does that on all the four versions he gave me, actually. But they, ah. all, they all end differently. They all end with either uh, this movie's available on Netflix streaming. Oh, uh, your movie. local movie rental store. Yes, yes. And then one's DVD of Netflix. And I, oh, and the other one's, yeah, Joel, you're going to have to help me out with this one or something like that. So Yeah. Um, but they're all cool hilarious. Yep. Everyone we have, and we've used uh, JV for quite a long time. So check him out at jvmail.com. He's got a great podcast uh, as well. Yes, indeedy. And, of course, we have ForgottenFlicks.com, where we have like 350 different posts, reviews, articles, all sorts of good crazy movie shenanigans. So go check that out. And uh, there's a, an email list you can actually sign up for, and uh, we might actually have a reason to use that soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually do put some extra stuff out on the, yeah. uh, on the email list that we don't put out on the general yeah. site. So uh, sign up for that. And then you can also check us out on Facebook. We have two places to check us out. We either have the um, Forgotten Flicks page, which is really just for the podcasts and articles and uh, what we've got coming out. But you can also participate in the group page. You go know, to Forgotten Flicks podcast. And, uh, you can participate ask, much like on a Piccola Poopola Honeymoon. Piccola Poopola Honeymoon, which with, with five probably involve Poopola holes, I'm assuming. Because <laughs> wow. there's four of them. Poopola holes, shake weights. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And of course, Twitter. Don't forget the Twitter. <laughs> Don't forget the twit. The twat. Twat. Twit. Twitter. What? Tweet. Um, what? Uh, I am at Flix Sidekick. That's Flix with an X, uh, not triple X, just one. Hi-ya. And uh, f- at Forgotten Flix. Uh, that's Joel. And, uh, you know, we'd love to hear you on the Twitter. So give us a, uh, yeah, give on us the, a shout. On the Twitter. <laughs> and, of course, don't forget the iTunes, the old iTunes. Go there, leave a review. You know, just click on the uh, five stars. And even if you hate us, by the way, you click five stars. It knows. It, it knows yeah, you, you want it does. to click less. Oh, okay. Just click five stars, and you can even write in there. Five stars, click, and just say, I hated this show. Just give us five stars. That's all we're looking for. Sure. That's fine. These guys are douchebals. Mm-hmm. It's all right. It's all good. It's all good. So, Jay, I think we covered everything, right? Um... Yeah, let's see. We did Pee-wee's Big Adventure. We talked uh, slightly about Pee-wee's Playhouse. Uh, which, a little bit, yeah. I really wish we had talked yeah, more about it. But... We'll, we'll leave it for another show. Um, we talked about Big Top Pee-wee. I mean, Paul Rubens, Pee-wee Herman. Yeah. I don't think there's anything left to say. You sure? Um, no, I'm good. Nothing? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like... If we're missing something? <sighs> yeah, like we did... Something relevant? Well, Something... we didn't mention Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie he was in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he played a good character in that. that yeah, he was in a Cheech I've and seen Chong. the movie. He was in a Cheech and Chong movie. No, that's true. That's true. Hmm? The Pee Wee no. Herman show, the play, the, the Broadway no. thing. Oh, that's right. Have you seen his stand-up? Stand-up's actually uh-huh. did a really decent job on stand-up. Um, he was a lot of voices, including in Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, that's true. That. God, he was in Tron, the TV series. He was in Batman. A bunch. Well, I got nothing, dude. I, I uh, there was something I wanted to touch on, but I just, oh, I just WWE. Can't. I think he was in that once. Yeah, no, something I wanted to touch on. I just can't pull it out. 